0: like sucks what is going on guys welcome back to another episode of what you like sucks the podcast where we tell you why everything you love is utter and complete garbage i am joined as always by my good buddy jack who accidentally last week almost became a flat earther. Jack, how are you? Hi. What? (laughs) Yeah. You don't remember that? No. Well, we were having a conversation about flat earth, and which I full-heartedly disagree with. If you are a flat earther, Hello, leave your name in the comments. What's up? Um, but I said to you, I said, well, I think all of this is ridiculous, and you're like, yeah, well, like, how could someone be on a plane and go to like India and then fly one way and then fly back the opposite way around the world? Oh, like, I do remember this conversation. And I said to you, how do you know how planes work? And I no, watched, no, no, you said, I you watched. Said, your- how do you know the I just didn't fly the other way back. <laughs> and then and I watched the wires in your brain cross, and it, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It may have been seen. like 11.30 on a Friday night. <laughs> and it, we, was yeah, and it was pretty late. Yeah. It was pretty late. Had a if, beverage or two. If this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. This is a, a podcast where we bring a couple things to the table. And one person says why they like it, and the other tells them why that thing is a hot garbage fire. Today uh, is a very big day for us. We're, we're celebrating, uh, a, again, a, a religious holiday. The release of one of our favorite series, Forza Horizon 4, comes out today. Um, me and Jack, growing up, we've always been like big into racing video games. And so we wanted to talk, like first and foremost, in honor of this this oh so gracious occasion, (laughs) uh, about some of our favorite like arcade games. Now I know that you now are much more into like sim racing because you have your wheel and you like your 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 realistic video games. Yeah. But I never grew up, and I don't like those because I'm very (laughs) bad at them. So I still play, like. I, I mean, I have my PS2 emulator on my computer, and I'll like still play Midnight Club Three and Dub Edition, Need for Which, Speed Hot Pursuit from like oh, 2000 and See, now zero. you're gonna make me change my decision. What? I forgot about Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the best like arcade racing game of all time is is Dub Edition, and you wholeheartedly most Disagree wanted. with me yeah, on it's that. Most wanted, without a doubt. Like it's most wanted. I think it's most wanted. But like, you've always been a huge fan of the, and I have too. I love the Need for Speed games, but what until they made Pro Street? That until was they the made garbage. Pro Street. But like, what about that game makes it better than than Dub Edition? Well, Need for Speed, it just was. It was the first game that I really like sat down and like played the story through and it starts with all these amazing cutscenes and it was the first game where they like included cutscenes with like live action shots and it was this beautiful girl and a bunch of middle school boys falling in love with this girl cuz she was racing against you in a video game. And then going down and just ramming through cops and bouncing off all the walls. See, that's I think that's the biggest problem. Not the not the story part, but the The fact uh, that you could just roll through cops and take no damage. Yeah, the fact that like the the cop AI and that was so bad. No, but every time you made contact with one, they would go flying into oblivion. mm, And it made for an amazing cinematic moment. Yeah, I mean, but like when I look at the superior racing game of the time, Midnight Club 3 Dub edition. Those cops were hard to beat. Like oh, if yeah. you were if you got into a police chase with them, it was like harder than GTA in a lot of ways. Yeah, you couldn't get away. Like you couldn't get away. But in most wanted, I was playing on like the little keyboard with the arrows I didn't yeah, have a racing wheel. You, so you didn't want the cops to, I be able to that you played it on your PC. That's right. That's right. But you know, before we we talk about how good the music in those games was. Oh, best soundtrack. Are you hungry? I am pretty hungry. Because we almost forgot about. My favorite time in yours. we way into racing games. Went right into. We were just so excited to go to the races. We forgot about cereal time. What are we, what do we having? Today? I realized last week how much I like cinnamon toast crunch. Now, like you got me, you got me into. Oh, it's way over there. <laughs> you're stretching. It's for so it. far away. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. this and Reese's puffs that I loved as a kid. Yeah, I... Only when my dad went to the grocery store, though. Well, until last week, I'd never had Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and now it's all I've ate for, like, the whole (laughs) last week. So, yeah, so take this time, grab yourself a snack, uh, unless you're driving, don't do that. But, yeah, so I think that, and this is one major point of disagreement between the two games, you think that the soundtrack is way better in... In most wanted. Oh yeah. You when really I'm, you truly wholeheartedly. When that. I'm somewhere and I hear one of the songs from that game, it just throws me back into my into my childhood. And it's just like intense, but it was it was just a great soundtrack. It was a really good soundtrack. And I'm not gonna bash it too much, except I am, because it was trash compared <laughs> to Midnight Club. I mean there were so many classics on there. Like legends of hip hop. And I'll give you that where dub edition was like completely hip hop focused with like yeah i would almost dare say like really garbage electronic underneath that most wanted had some like weird rap core <laughs> yeah there was some weird <laughs> rap core in most wanted but like i think overall the midnight club soundtrack was like way more iconic than the most wanted one but overall i think the best thing that these two games did for sure was customization Like, being able to, like, actually customize your cars for the first time. Oh, yeah. Throw, like, weird, sick body kits on, like, an Aston Martin that shouldn't be allowed to go in an Aston Martin. And that's that's something that I feel like modern games are missing a lot. Like, I don't really see that as much. Like, there isn't as in-depth of, like, customization in games anymore. Do you feel that way? it isn't I think it's in different ways now before it was like make this crazy put this weird body kit on there that makes it look like a spaceship and then like gave it some crazy paint jobs and then like oh upgrade speed and Plus one. I, I think that's. I think that's just like a product of the times, though. I mean, like it was early two thousands. Tuner culture was like big on the scene. Yeah. And that's like what everybody wanted to do was have and you know a, a quadruple tier spoiler on the back yeah. of the car, you <laughs> know, for no a reason at all. Crazy GT wing, right? But almost those. I almost preferred those types of customizations because it was simple. It was like, which body do you want? Which paint scheme do you right. want out of these four? And then upgrade your engine like two times but now with like forza it's like you can go in and upgrade the flywheel and the air filter and the ignition system and you can go and like put like minute graphics and like make your own and almost like it's almost too much for a video game It's too hard yeah yeah it's almost too hard and speaking of something that isn't that hard to do this is the point in the show where we take a break and we text our moms so right now Send your mom a text and tell her you love her. But if you're driving, don't do that. Jack, are you gonna are you gonna shoot your mom a text? Yeah, I was gonna let her know when we were right about halfway through this because I'm going over there after this. Oh, and then you're gonna you're gonna say hi to her in person. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally. Like, people, people are like, why can why we, are you such a bad texter? And I'm like, because I, I type so slow, like one finger at a time. Just address the fact that the first time we did this and you texted your mom, I love you, randomly, she asked you if you needed money. If I needed money. And and I was like, that's very sweet, but yes. See, when I do that, my mom just responds with a bit moji. <laughs> so... Another like weird announcement that came out today that I wasn't expecting this to come out so soon. Um, we've we've both known for a while. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, Jack and I are both like pretty big Spider-Man fans. Um, so, I mean, no, Andrew's going to be Spider-Man for Halloween. I am which gonna be Spider-Man for Halloween this month. Oh wow! Happy Happy Spooky Month! Happy Spooky Month to you, Jack. Happy Spooky <laughs> month. Happy Spooky Month to you. Um, We've known about the the animated movie Into the Spider-Verse coming out, and the trailer was released today. It's awesome. We both watched it before this. Like The fact that John Mulaney is going to be in a superhero movie, because we disagree on a lot of things. We disagree on but John, oh, so many things. John is the, the best. We we both know that John Mulaney is the best comedian out there right now. But let me, like, don't forget to mention Nick Cage is going to be in the movie. Nick Cage is also going to be in the movie playing Spider Man Noir, which I think is awesome. And this kind of got us like, first of all, hyped up for this movie. Like, definitely going to buy like pre order tickets for this because oh, I'm absolutely. stoked about it. Um, but it got us into a debate earlier about like which Spider Man series has been the best. And we both agreed on one thing: it's not the ones with Andrew Garfield in them. Yeah, I didn't even see those. I, I skipped them. I think his, his stupid hair. Was there more than one? I think there was two. Yeah. Mm. No, I know. No, I know yeah. for a fact that there okay, was two. Okay, right. <laughs> Um, but you, like, I love the early two thousand Toby Maguire ones, the, the, the uh, Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah, yeah. The one with Kirsten Dunst. Why are you so obsessed with them? I thought they were great, just because they were fun. I mean. It was the same reason I thought the Star Wars movies were great, the newer ones, not the newest ones, but the prequels, even though Hayden Christensen was a terrible actor. Um, it was everything around the main character. And also, the casting they did for Jonah Jameson with J.K. Simmons was the greatest casting anyone's ever done for that might, any character that in a movie be, ever. Yeah, that might be the only thing that I, I truly agree with you on for these movies, like... I I appreciate that series. Like I think it's fine. And the way they did the Green Goblin in that one in that series was awesome. uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that. But like J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons, was the greatest comic book hero not hero, comic book character casting ever. In a movie, he was born to play that there was role. No, the, like, I I always think like, oh wow, like Tony Tony Stark, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. was born to play Tony Stark. Like, mm-hmm. he just, that's exactly how I I'd, I'd picture him to look, right? But J.K. Simmons as J. and Jameson could not be more perfect. <laughs> like, it, it, like you look at the the comic, like art for him is almost unchanged through. It's like they just all of the Spider Man comics and then he looks identical to it yeah. so like that we, that's the one thing we'll agree on with these movies the Green Goblin this is one of the biggest problems that I have with this okay alright you get a man to play the Green Goblin who in my opinion looks like a legitimate goblin alright that's yeah who's the actor again I don't know but no, I don't who, remember the name who's of the actor the actor uh, so oh know. William Dafoe William Defoe looks like an actual goblin, and then that you're gonna put, great. and then you're gonna put a green motorcycle helmet on him, basically for the whole movie. Like you, that's the one casting that they botched because, like, they should have just rolled with him and been like, "You are a goblin." Like <laughs> you then, look like, when like he's a goblin, not it and he's just acting like normal. Yeah, I know. He still looks like the goblin, but I, I take I take grimace with that, and I think that the spider suit of all three of the, the movie iterations of, of Spider-Man in recent times is the worst one. I don't like that. I mean, I know that it's like very, but it's supposed to be like, he made it. I, I get that. But it's still like in, in like the grand scheme of things. Like it, it, Followed what all those early two thousand comic book movies did, where it was like very rubbery and like had, had a lot yeah, of like, texture like in it. The Superman Return suit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, they just—I don't, I don't know. It just—it doesn't look like anything that would ever exist in the real world, and that's why I've been such a fan of Spider Man in the MCU, and I think that like you'll see the most true suits to the comic books. Like, that original uh, Stark suit that he makes for him uh, for Civil War is, like, very, very reminiscent of some of the old comics. They actually finally cast an actor that looks like he could be in high school rather than grown yeah, but man Toby having, Maguire having putting Toby a McGuire was so great because Toby McGuire was, like, awkward and awful. And, like, Tom Holland awful. is amazing and a great actor. He's awkward and awful, but, like, n- you cannot look me in the eye right now and say... I was convinced that Tobey Maguire was in high school in No, that I movie. wasn't, but no, I think he made a good no. Spider-Man because he was awkward and terrible. I get that. And Tom I, Holland is like this really in shape, high school-looking kid who's actually like our age. He's like 23, yeah. 24, I somewhere around there. 20, I think he's 22. Is he 22? I, I knew he was 22. around there, though. Yeah, it, but like, I get, yeah, he's older than high school, but he looks really young. Like, he looks yeah, like he, he could definitely be in high school and i appreciate that the biggest thing that i think that they did right with homecoming and i think that they're probably going to continue to do right in far from home when that comes out is like really getting into spider-man on a day-to-day basis like i love that whole montage scene and it wasn't a discovering my power scene it was just him Running around the city, being like, "All right, like I'm just gonna look for crimes," and then just doesn't find any crimes. Well, they do that too with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man when he's like falls off a building. Because I know, but he that's that's like, shooting the, that's like the learning the powers montage. Like, I love that the newer Spider-Man movies jumped in after the origin. Like, I was okay. like, "Please don't show." Like, I was like, I don't need to see Uncle Ben get shot again. Well, yeah. That's like every time they do Batman, we've seen the Waynes get murdered a million times. I don't need to see him get bit by the spider. Like, I know that he gets bit by the spider. And I like that they've, like, still kind of kept that, like, elusive. Like, he mentions it in Civil War. He's like, radioactive spider. Yep. Like, that's it. Like, there's not, like, that whole... And, like, that's what I... That's the number one thing that I hate about the Tobey Maguire movies is, like, there's so much... like camera zooming and like every time something happens like whoa (laughs) and the camera like zooms out and in and does that like weird warping effect and like and then there's that one whole like long shot where it's like you see him like webbing down this whole stretch of road and it's actually like the reflection in Doc Ock's like sunglasses instead and I'm like this is the most early 2000s movie I think (laughs) they've ever made and I I hate it, but like but, I can't. But I will say they can't also totally. They also it. went kinda into love it. his day to day and showed like how he, like Tobey Maguire struggled with being Spider Man because like he loses Mary Jane because he can't handle both lives and the pizza. He does lose. and pizza. he does the pizza. It's he pizza loses time. the pizza, and he also loses Mary Jane. Yeah, that's so sad. He didn't even get to keep one of them. <laughs> it's so sad, and I will say that it was awful when they tried to make him like. When, like, Venom kind of showed up and they tried to make, like, Tobey Maguire cool and they, like, gave him black hair and he, like, acted kind of emo. Yeah. That was bad. That was real bad. I'm not about that. No. I'm not about that. And, like, that's the biggest thing that I'm most nervous of with the MCU right now. And where kind of the whole idea of, like, adjunct Spider-Man characters still being with Sony. This Venom movie that's coming out, like no one has given the trailer a good reception. Like everyone has been like, "Oh, this, this movie looks fine. I'm I'm nervous about it. Whatever." Even um Tom Hardy, they asked Tom Hardy in an interview and this got totally overlooked and I think more people should have talked about this. They asked Tom Hardy, "What are some of the best scenes that you were like that you can talk about that you guys recorded for this movie?" And he said, "Well, a lot of those scenes got cut out." So, Oh, that's years. like the same thing that Jared Leto said after they finished Suicide Squad. And yeah. That movie ended up being terrible because they cut all the Jared Leto Joker scenes, out. Yeah, and and the fact that they're shooting for it to be a PG-13 movie definitely makes me nervous, too. But the number one thing that is is kind of bizarre to me is the fact that there isn't really an apparent tie-in to the rest of the MCU. And I know that it's not supposed to be an MCU movie, but they've said that it's, like, adjunct. To all the Marvel movies, but such an essential part of Venom's is character Spider-Man. is like spawning off of Spider-Man, yeah. and so where where is this eventually going to tie in? Like, if, is Venom just going to exist in his own universe? I guess never... it'll just be another movie that we can't see Tom Hardy's face. It'll be basically <laughs> another movie. How many movies? So that's Bane and Batman. You can't see his face. Dunkirk. He's a Dunk pilot. Kirk, he's a pilot and now Venom for most of it it will be completely CGI'd over he's and um, um, in The Revenant they made him have a really thick beard so they could cover his face he's just because um, I forget what's the that's one the thing the, uh, definitely... the director that um, Nolan. Nolan. Nolan he made comments about how he thinks Tom Hardy's eyes do such a good job at yeah. acting that he likes covering Tom Hardy's yeah. face well I think that's one thing we can definitely agree on is that he's incredible and I can't wait to hear him talk in Venom like, he just has the most marbles in his mouth the whole time. Wouldn't it be great if they I'm just did Eddie the main Brock. voice the whole time, though? <laughs> it would be. I think it would be better than the voice that he's doing in the trailer. It sounds like he's, like, blackout drunk in the trailer trying to deliver his lines. like, I'm already Brock. It's not good. Ugh. And I'm very nervous for this movie. And the only thing that'll save it is a cameo from Tom Holland. I don't think it's going I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm. I'm holding out hope. I'm going to go see it. Like that's what I oh, said. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I said that to somebody today. They're like, "Oh, you're going to see Venom." I'm like, oh, I don't. Remember. Yeah. Like that's yeah. literally it, what I said to somebody. I'm like, it, It'll yeah, be yeah, fine. I'm like, I'm not looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go spend thirteen dollars at the movies and not be happy. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not going to miss this movie. Yeah. And that's the perfect segue. We hope you don't miss our next episode because this is the end of the show but don't don't cry jack i know you're a little sad right now that this is the end of the show but don't cry okay because we do this every wednesday and we, we, we release a new episode every Wednesday of this show. We have our Instagrams in the bio here if you guys want to shoot us a message or tag us in your story. Yeah, and especially like, you know, like Henry Cavill, if you're listening. like Still waiting for that follow. Dude, where is he at? I don't know, he's not here. He still hasn't followed you back. Making me real sad. Is he Superman or not? Well, not now. Anymore. Not now. No, no, he's, he's, he's out. He'll like, still be Superman in my heart. There was something that came out about him today that he... He like just posted a video on his Instagram of him like just holding a superhero action figure, and then just putting it down, and it was like really ominous, and no one knew what he was talking about. So yeah, some of his Instagram posts don't really make much sense, but I still want to follow back. Who's 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 to say whether or not? Who's to say? But I I truly hope that he does give you give you the follow. You know, it truly does my, my birthday's next week there'll be a great, birthday, be such present. A great birthday present <laughs> happy birthday Jack but yeah give us a follow on Instagram uh, let us know what you want us to talk about next week again we do this show every single Wednesday and we will hear from you guys then yeah give us ideas we're gonna run out of comic book movies to talk about eventually <laughs> good episode that was fun